0: being with us today. Really are glad that you're here. Now, I'm ready to get into God's Word. Are you ready for God's Word today? Let's pray. Father, thank you for great people, people who love you, who love your Word. And now, God, we just set aside this time in our week to hear from you, that you take your Word, you'd speak into our lives what we need to hear. We thank you. You're our God. Now, personalize this message for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're in a series simply entitled The Walk. The Walk. What does it mean to walk with God? And we've spent the last two Sundays discussing and answering two questions. Number one, what happened to me? When I accepted God into my life, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, what happened to me? We talked about that. What is salvation? What is the new birth about? Last week, we talked about and answered the question, what What's different about life now? How is life different? We talked about, and, and this is so important, we talked about the importance of realizing who we are once we're in Christ. Who we are once we're in Christ. Life changes when we're in Christ. The problem is we need to know what that means. Scripture tells us, and we, we dove into Romans chapter 8 and talked about four main thoughts out of Romans chapter 8. I'm not going to go back and reteach it. But it's so important because, you see, who God is and who I am in Christ, if I don't understand that, I won't press into God. If I don't understand what God wants to put in my life, I won't press in and believe him for those things. But if I understand who he is and what he wants to do and who I am in Christ, it changes everything. So we're talking about this. And today we're going to ask the question and answer it. Can I really talk with God? Can I really talk with God? And yeah, we're going to be talking about prayer today. Today's teaching is about prayer. And you know, prayer is vital to a relationship with God. Can you imagine being in a relationship, any kind of relationship with any other human being, whether it be marriage or family, whether it be at school, whether it be at work, whether it be a neighbor... Can you imagine walking with anybody and not talking with them? Think about your relationships. Just take a moment. Think about your relationships in general. Think about family. Think about friends. Can you imagine hanging out with those people and never saying a word? Can you imagine what your relationship would look like? Well, stop and think about it. If we're going to walk with God, I think at some point in time, it also becomes important that we talk with God. What good does it do us to try to walk with God if we're not communicating with God? That's what this teaching is about today. And the truth of the matter is, every relationship is dependent upon communication. And let me say it this way. Every strong relationship is dependent upon strong, clear communication. With that in mind... God wants us to understand if communication is important on this level for relationships, communication is even more important on this level between us and God in order for us to have a strong relationship with God. So, why do people not talk with God? Why do people not pray? You know, whenever I teach on prayer, I almost always do this. Take the word prayer. It's a noun, the word prayer. What does prayer mean? Prayer is simply communication. It's talking with someone and then it's listening. You can't communicate to someone, with someone, unless you're listening and speaking. had a great story the other night. I was talking with with a man in our church, a businessman, and he he mentioned that he had a, a friend who wanted to do a business partnership with him. And this guy is very successful. His friend is successful also in business. But his friend came to him and said, let's do a partnership on this program. And this man looked at the other guy and said, you know what, you're my friend, but I would never do a partnership with you. He said, why not? He said, because every time we meet, you do 80% of the talking and I have to fight to get a word in edgewise. And he said, you and I in partnership would never work because at some point in time, you'd have to listen to me too. And I think today God wants us to understand prayer has become so religious. When prayer is simply a religious word for communication. It's talking with God and then it's listening to God. So why don't people talk with God? I think there are five common reasons. Number 1, I think some people don't understand prayer. They just don't understand the simplicity of prayer. And we'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Prayer is simply communicating with God. It's talking and then it's listening. Most of us learn to pray at church. When we we come to Christ, when we get into faith in God and we start attending church, most of us learn to pray by listening to people pray at church. But there's a difference between public prayer, corporate prayer, and private individual prayer. I pray a little differently on Sunday mornings than I pray when I'm talking with God in my personal life. Because on Sunday mornings, I'm praying on behalf of a congregation of people. When I get alone with God, I'm taking my situations and my concerns to him, and it's one-on-one. It's a different kind of conversation. But a lot of us haven't learned how to make prayer a simple matter of the heart, opening my mouth and letting my heart flow out to God, and then listening to see what God says about it. A lot of people don't understand prayer. Number two, a second reason I think, is because some people really aren't sincere about their relationship with God. I use the expression fire insurance. Some people just want fire insurance. I don't want to walk with God, I just don't want to go to hell. How many don't want to go to hell? Let's start with that. Okay, well, about half of you. What are the other half of you thinking? (laughs) Have you got your asbestos britches yet? You're going to need them. (laughs) You know, I don't want to go to hell, but it's more than that. God doesn't want to just rescue us from hell. He wants to be in relationship with us. And I kind of think, I kind of think if you've been rescued from hell, you're going to want to be in relationship with God. If you're, if you're not interested in the relationship, you probably not got in on the other part either. But some people just aren't sincere about their relationship with God. A third thing, some are intimidated trying to talk to somebody they can't see and can't hear physically. You know, every now and then when things get really intense and I've got some real pressures, you know what I'll do? If I'm driving down the road, I'll say, God, I need you to sit down there in the seat next to me and I need you to listen for a minute because I got a lot going on. And I imagine that God is sitting there in that seat. There have been times in my office when I pull up a chair and said, God, please, please come and sit down with me. I need to talk to you about some things. Not that I have to see him and have to hear an audible voice, but I need to get my heart focused on the fact that God is here and he's listening to everything that's going on. I think a fourth reason people don't talk to God is they don't believe it's going to make any difference. That's a faith issue. James talked about this. Some of us prayed prayers that were unanswerable. God didn't answer them the way we wanted, and as a result, we stopped praying. Well, it's not going to matter anyway. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you understand prayer, prayer does matter. And then I think a fifth reason, and I think probably the most prominent reason, a lot of people just don't know how to pray. They don't understand prayer they don't know how to pray so we're gonna dive into this today first of all let's talk about how not to pray husbands I know we are not men let me put this way men we're not real bright sometimes when it comes to relationships and conversation how how many men will just tell the truth get your hand up high your wife will be real proud of you okay (laughs) but how many of you are learning how many of you are learning how to communicate with your wife? You're learning how not to talk to her. Okay, see, we got some honest men. Oh, that's one guy there. His wife's not here. That's easy for him to lift his hand. That's great. <laughs> Thanks, Marvin. I appreciate that. That's a great illustration. I I'll have to remember that one. But the point is, there are ways not to pray. Jesus talked about what prayer is not. Let me just give you kind of a quick summary. you find it in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. I won't take time to read it. But first of all, prayer is not a religious exercise that God wants us to do to impress him or to impress other people. It's not a religious exercise. Prayer is not a religious exercise. Everybody say that with me. Prayer is not a religious exercise. Now, take a deep breath and let it go i know for some of you it is and it bottles up your relationship with god because all it does is make you religious jesus said when you pray enter into your closet you're not doing it for people's sake you're not doing it to impress anybody he said enter into your closet get alone with god and open your heart and pour it out and god who hears in private will answer you openly It's about talking with God. Another thing, Jesus said prayer is not, and everybody needs to hear this, it's not mindless words expressed out of habit. I've been in prayer meetings before where I've listened to people pray for 30 minutes. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. And it's like, dude, you you had his attention 25 minutes ago, okay? (laughs) Let's move on to what's next. I've been, I've been around, oh, glory, oh, glory, oh, glory. And go on, I'm like, dude, after a while, I think God's even tired of it. Dude, and I, I'm going to turn the channel for a while, you know. Jesus said you're not going to be heard for speaking out a lot of words and just going through religious stuff. It needs to come from our hearts. We're communicating with God. It's not about begging and pleading long enough until God's willing to give me what I want. That's not what prayer is. You're begging and pleading. It's it's not what God wants. Not like we're trying to get the last little crumb on the table. Please, please. It's not what prayer is supposed to be. But not only that, prayer is talking with God about things that he already knows about. Did you know you can't talk to God about anything he doesn't already know about? But think about that you know we look at God well God already knows everything so why should I talk to him because he wants to help you work out these situations in your life he wants to do it jointly he wants you to not only walk through life with him he doesn't want to just follow you around he wants you to walk with him holding hands and then when situations come up talk with God for a lot of reasons one of which is he wants to give you his perspective on things because sometimes our perspective is wrong I'll talk about that more in a few minutes Prayer really is inviting God to get involved in my world and my situations of life. That's what prayer is. So let's look at this today. Look at Luke chapter 11. You got your Bible or you got your Bible on your phone or iPad or something. Look at Luke chapter 11. going to read the first four verses. Luke 11 verse 1 says this. Now it came to pass... As he was praying, this is Jesus, as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Now, now, what's the first thing we see here? Number one, we see that Jesus spent time praying. If Jesus spent time praying, how many of you think that you and I might need to spend some time praying? Might be a good idea. The next thing we see here is the disciples did not instinctively know and understand what prayer was. And they said to Jesus, we see you alone praying. Teach us to pray because John taught his disciples to pray. Would you please teach us how to pray? Look at verse 2. So Jesus said to them, when you pray, say this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I don't know about you, but I've memorized the Lord's Prayer. How many of you have memorized the Lord's Prayer? You can... You can even add the line at the end that's not in this particular passage of Scripture. Fine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Oh, Amen. We memorize that. How many can pray that in about 20 seconds? I can pray that one fast. Well, that, all God wants me to do is every now and then just recite the Lord's Prayer real fast. Many years ago, there was a... a, a pastor who's very famous now who had built a huge church and it was a praying church they had facilities built for prayer they were known worldwide for their prayer ministry and somebody got this pastor out on a golf course one day this other pastor was asking him some questions and said how do you pray how did you learn to pray and he said the same way the disciples did i learned the lord's prayer And this pastor looked at him and said, well, I can pray the Lord's Prayer in 30 seconds. And he said, no, 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 no. You have to pray it very slowly. In other words, take it apart piece by piece and understand that this prayer will cover all the areas of life that we might be struggling with. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to walk through the Lord's Prayer for a few minutes. Just look at what it says. Because God wants you to start talking with him. Number one, Jesus says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What does that mean? Number one, every conversation begins with a greeting. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, Sally, how are you? Every conversation that you start, when you run into someone, before you start a conversation, you always greet them. Jesus said, so when you get ready to pray, what do you do? Call on the Father, greet him, and address him. Our Father. Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you today. Hallowed be your name. God, I recognize you for who you are, and I recognize you for what you are. A greeting is also a a statement of recognition. When you walk into work on Monday morning, your boss walks in. What do you say? Hi, boss. Hi, Fred, or whatever his name or her name might be. You call him by name, and you recognize him not just as a person, but as you recognize him as a person, you understand, I know you're the boss, and I'm here today to do what you need me to do. You see, with God, a lot of us never stop and realize when we talk to God, we need to stop and recognize him. Realize not just the greatness of God, but realize You're my father. I'm so glad that you care about what's going on in my life. And I've come here today to talk to you about these things that are going on. And I think if we open prayer and we just take a moment to praise God. Father, you're so great. You're so awesome. But you're my father and it means so much to me. You know, we talked last week about us being the children of God. Every day of my life, I'm thankful that I'm God's child. I'm not just glad I was a child 10 years ago. I'm glad I'm his child today. I'm glad at my age today he's still my father and I still need him to be involved. And I'm thankful for that. We need to express our hearts to God and begin that conversation with warmness and greeting. It needs to come out of my heart. It needs to be sincere praise to God. And then when I've done that, I need to stop and I need to listen Because sometimes you can just sense God putting his arms around us and drawing us close. Yesterday, uh, I can't remember what time of the day it was, but I stopped for a few moments. And I just stopped and started praising God and saying, God, I I know I'm teaching on prayer tomorrow. But God, I just want you to know how much I love you and appreciate you. God, and and I don't ever want a day go by that I don't stop and involve you in my life. And I could just sense the presence of God there in the room. I was all by myself, but I could just sense his presence. And it's just God saying, I'm here, and I'm glad you're my child. And I want to be involved in your life. So, you don't only talk to God, then you listen. The next of all, Jesus said this Pray your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Not only do we start conversations with a greeting, number two, every conversation has a priority. Some of you people know uh, I do some meetings in my office during the week, I do some meetings at breakfast. I do some meetings over coffee. It's very common for me to have coffee appointments during the week. I'll call somebody up and say, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Can you meet me for coffee? Or someone will call me and say, can you meet me? And I'll say, yeah, can we do coffee? I'll sit down in the coffee shop and immediately within two minutes, we've not only greeted each other and said hi and shook hands, but we've also said, hey, I wanted to get together and talk to you about such and such. Begin to put things in perspective and begin to have this conversation. I want you to listen closely to me. When we start our conversations with God, one of the first things we need to do is exchange our will for God's will. See, one of the reasons prayer gets so bottled up is we sit down with God. Okay, God, I want you to sit down here, man. I want to talk to you. I need you to do this and this and this and this and this. And I need it by Thursday and I'll talk to you on Friday. And we fail to understand that what God's trying to do through our conversation, God is trying to shape our lives and prepare us for what's coming. Prayer is a conversation that not only empties my heart to God, but God empties his heart for me and pours it into me. What's the priority of this conversation? Father, with all that's going on in my life above all else, I want your kingdom and I want your will. And I love the way Jesus said it. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth, in my life, in my life, as it is in heaven. I want what's in heaven to come to earth. Because you see, what happens is when I begin to pray that way, God begins to speak with me. He begins to give me impressions. He begins to nudge my heart. He begins to show me things and help me understand things that might be in my life that don't necessarily agree with what he needs to do in heaven on earth. You see, sometimes my will gets in the way. Can anybody identify with that? Sometimes my will gets in the way of his will. And Jesus said, pray this way. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want your will to be done. So I set aside what I want and I open my heart for what you want. So if I'm seeing this wrong, I ask you, I give you permission to show me what is right. Kingdom of God come, will of God be done. Let me tell you something. I've learned, if I pray that prayer, if there's something that's out of line, God will show me quickly. And and here's where a lot of us struggle. Some of you say, man, I've, I've been saved for 40 years. I've been praying. I don't ever hear God speak to me. You know what? You may never hear an audible voice. But his spirit bears witness with our spirit. And sometimes, suddenly, we just have this impression inside. We know something is wrong or we know something is right, and we feel the warmth pushing us in this direction, or we feel something saying, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." you need to move that aside and forget about that. I need to surrender to God's will. And the reason prayer doesn't work for some of us is we think prayer is just a tool for us to get our will. God is not the genie in the lamp. If so, some of you've already used your three wishes. You need to move on to something else. You know, how many of you know if you only get three wishes, the last wish is "I want three more." Okay, make sure we got that right. But some of us miss see this thing. Prayer is about God helping us get focused on what He wants for our lives, and not just what I think I need. I want heaven and His will to come to earth. I say this. Almost every Sunday, God's got better plans for you than you have for yourself. So set aside your plans and ask God for his plans. They're better. They're better. Give God praise for that one. So while you're establishing the priority of the conversation, listen. Don't just talk. Listen. Number three, Jesus said pray this way. Give us this day our daily Part of prayer is asking God for the things that we need in life that we cannot provide for ourselves. It's foolish for us to pray, oh God, would you put my shoes on today? I don't want to bend over. God could do that, but He's probably not going to. But God has asked us, listen closely, He's asked us, He's informed us he has told us ask for the things that you need give us this day our daily bread the interesting thing about god is he's never unaware of your needs jesus said the father knows what you need even before you pray and what's the use of praying you know what We've got to move beyond that and we've got to understand that God wants to have this conversation that's continually shaping our lives. And when we ask him for things that we cannot provide for ourselves, it gives him license to fulfill his promises and get involved. But at the same time, it also gives him a chance to shape our lives. Give us this day our daily bread. God is already aware of your need, but still he said, ask. Some of us have been taught a theology in a, in a doctrine that says, well, tell God what he's supposed to do for you today. Be careful with that. Jesus said, ask. Give us this day our daily bread. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, we need to ask motivated by faith. We're not supposed to ask, well, I'm going to ask, but I know he's not going to do it. I know mean, you never going to do this for me, but I'll ask anyway. It's not prayer. Who are you talking to? Well, talk to him like he is who you believe he is. Ask with faith. If we will ask with faith, we can believe what we ask God for. We'll receive what we ask for. We've got to ask in faith. John 14 13 says, God is glorified when he answers our prayers. Are you getting this today? Well, I don't know if God would ever... Are you kidding me? God's looking for reasons to answer prayer. He's wanting you to pray so he can answer. Jesus gave us the outline for it. He said, here's how it works. Just go through it slowly. Talk to God and listen. And while you're at it, ask. There may be a time when you ask for something and God says, okay, but it's going to take a while for this one to get answered. Why? Because you're not quite ready for the answer yet. It's not about the time. It's about the junction. You've got to keep walking and moving forward, and when you have to have it, it'll be there. So keep asking and keep walking with me. See, sometimes God needs to adjust our attitude about things. Sometimes things become more important than God. We ask in faith, and then we ask realizing God is glorified when he answers our prayers. He wants to answer our prayers. John 16, 24, Jesus said, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Did you know God wants to answer your prayers so it'll bring more joy into your lives? I, I ran across somebody a few days ago that had the attitude, well, God's not going to answer those prayers cuz he just wants you to struggle through life and learn discipline. No, he wants to answer your prayers so your joy can be full. He doesn't want you to go through life unjoyful and unhappy and carrying this heavy load. He wants to lift the load off of you, but you got to ask for it in faith, understanding how God is working in your life. This is a good teaching today. It's good. In Luke 11 Jesus said, You need to ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. You need to keep asking, keep believing in God. Answers don't always come at the moment. But God knows when and how and why to answer our prayers. Let me say one last thing. It's not in my notes, but I, I feel like I need to throw this in. We teach here at the church. When you ask God for things, it helps so much when you can go to Scripture and identify a promise and say, God, here's what you said you would do. I'm asking you to do this. When you're praying God's Word, when you're asking for things in God's Word, it's not about reminding God. It's about you having something to fasten your faith to because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. The guarantee of faith is God's promise. He can't lie, and you wrap your f- your heart around that. Wrap your faith around what God has said, and ask Him for things, and God is going to answer those prayers. And then He says, "While you're asking, listen, 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 because God may speak to you about some adjustments that need to be made in your heart, in your walk, about the timing of things. God will do that." Number four, Jesus said, "Pray." This way, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who are indebted to us. Every time I spend time with God in prayer, I always stop and take time to say, God, if there's anything in my heart, I ask forgiveness. And then I stop and listen for a minute. You know why? Because if there's anything in my heart, God will show it to me quickly. Because he doesn't want anything between you and him. He doesn't want anything blocking up the relationship. Jesus said, when you pray, you need to tell God, God, if if I've done wrong, please show me because I want to ask forgiveness and I want to make it right. Remember when when Zacchaeus, the the guy who was evidently a short guy in the Bible and he climbed up in the tree because he wanted to see Jesus and Jesus passes by and stops and calls him by name and calls him down out of the tree. After he got finished having dinner with Zacchaeus that night in his house, Zacchaeus went and paid back everybody he'd stolen from. He paid him back double what he owed him. Sometimes we'll ask God for forgiveness about something we've done and God will say, okay, I forgive you, but you need to go make some restitution for that. You wrong. you didn't just wrong me, you wronged somebody over there. You, well, if they don't know about it, it's better off that they don't know. No, it's better off that you go make it right. Yeah, I got one yeah in the house. <laughs> but then Jesus also said this, while you're asking for forgiveness, you need to forgive others. See, this is the other part of this prayer where I say, God, If I've got anything in my heart towards anybody, please, and before I can even say, show me, bam, those faces pop right in front of me. And Jesus shows us. You you study the New Testament. Jesus made it very, very clear. When forgiveness stops going this direction, forgiveness stops going this direction. He said, if you don't forgive people, God won't forgive you. Don't have the time to teach through all of that today. But it's clear. We need to be willing to forgive others. This is a part of the prayer. It's so important while we're praying this to just stop and listen because I'm telling you, if something's wrong in our heart, if something's out of line, God will quickly begin to show us some things that need to be remanaged and realigned. You know, I, I've told you all the story. Years ago, when, when I was going through some difficult difficult times one night I was in church and, and this guy who was ministering prayed for me when he prayed for me he, he looked at me and he said God's realigning some things that need to be realigned inside of you well I, I'd been through some pains some, some beat downs I mean I've been through a tough time he said God's realigning some things inside of you I'm gonna tell you something it was minor it was it was just minor adjustments but God made some adjustments in me when I laid it all down and said God help me to forgive God realigned some things in my heart, and it changed the path of my life. Walk me into a place of blessing. We cannot live in a place of blessing if we're sitting in the seat of judgment and holding grudges. It bottles up answers to prayer. It's not because God can. It's because God won't. So we need to learn to ask for forgiveness and release forgiveness. Listen, God will speak to you. Number five. He said, pray this way. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God, this day as I go about my daily duties and as I start running, I mean, we live a fast pace today, folks. We live fast. As I start running down the road today trying to accomplish all of my to-do list, 74 things I got to do today. As I start running down this list, I pray, You'd not lead me into temptation, but rather deliver me from the snares and the traps of the evil one. Friends, you need to understand, we have an adversary, Scripture calls him the devil, who goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. If if you know the lion is coming, he's not going to devour you. If you're running down the road 90 miles an hour not paying attention, you may run face-to-face into the lion in the wrong part of the jungle. We need to understand every day of our life, we do have an adversary out there. He wants to destroy us. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. You might have it more abundantly. He wants to lead us in a different direction. So I need to pray that way. I need to pray, God, today, don't let me stumble into something and not be prepared for it. You have no idea how many times I have prayed in the mornings, God, please, guide my footsteps today. Don't let me go someplace I'm not supposed to go. God, I pray that you won't let me have any encounters I'm not supposed to have. Don't let me run face-to-face into a trap with the devil. Guide my footsteps. It's amazing how many times God will drop a warning in my heart and say, beware of this today. And I'm gonna tell you something. I've walked into situations where I was this far from a trap, but I got that close and realized, "Whoa, I need to turn around and go the opposite direction." How many will let the pastor meddle for just a moment? M E D D L E. Come on, I only need two or three agreement to do this. Okay. Some of you need to pray that way before you go to work in the morning because there's somebody at work that you don't need to be hanging with, men. There's a woman at work that you love to flirt with, and if you'll pray about it, God will tell you, you need to stay away from that woman. She's trouble for you. She may not be a bad person, but she's trouble for you. Come on, wives, say an amen out there. Get with me. Some of you women, that guy that comes by your desk flirting all the time, you need to back away from him and not be unkind, but let him know, I'm not interested, because if you ever have a bad day with your husband, you may open your heart to something you don't need to open your heart to. this is really good preaching. I'm going to tell you something. If you're praying that prayer, God will show you where traps are. And he'll tell you, stay away from that woman or that man. Stay away. The alarm will go off inside. But if we're not praying, asking God to show us, God's like, well, you you think you want to do it on your own? Go ahead. Not only do we have an adversary, but more importantly, Ephesians chapter 6 tells us we have armor. We have armor. And we need to be aware that if we talk to God about the traps and the snares of life, God will remind us, I've given you victory. Here's how you walk. I've given you victory. Here's how you act. I've given you victory. Here's how you approach that situation. Here's your helmet. Here's your breastplate. Here's the the loins being girded with truth, the preparation of the gospel of peace. Here's the shield of faith. Here's the sword of the Spirit. Here's how you approach this. God will show you how to use your armor if you'll just stop and take a moment to prepare yourselves in the morning lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the plans and the schemes of the evil one so while you pray that stop and listen for a minute then last of all other records in the New Testament say that Jesus finished saying for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever every time you have a conversation with somebody it ends some point hey John Man, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate your input. I appreciate you hanging out with me. I appreciate your friendship. You know what? I got to go, but thanks so much for everything. This isn't ending. God, I thank you for all you've spoken into my life today. Now I'm going to take it and I'm going to act on it. And I thank you that throughout this day, your presence is with me. You're going to guide me, and I know you're with me today. Prayer becomes simple when you understand what Jesus said about it. One more thing real quickly. Philippians chapter 4. Some of my favorite churches, uh, scriptures in all the Bible. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Go look at verse number 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. Let me have it on the screen here in a moment. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now keep that on the screen for just a moment. This is the way God wants me to live every day. It's the way He wants you to live every day. Not worry about stuff. Don't get uptight about things. Don't get all frustrated inside. But in every, everybody say everything. everything. What does everything include? Everything. everything. But in everything, but prayer and supplication, which is sincere prayer. With thanksgiving and praise, let your requests be made known to God. Talk to God about everything going on in your life. It's disturbing. What will God do? Look at the next verse, verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you'll pray, God will lead you into paths of peace. He'll lead you into peace. He'll give you peace here he'll give you peace here and he'll lead you into peace if you walk with god you'll you'll have a walk of peace doesn't mean there won't be challenges but it means you'll have peace as you face those challenges and you'll know how to deal with those challenges and his life and his victory is yours he wants you to have it when do i pray first thessalonians 5 17 says pray without ceasing pray all the time. How many of you know some of, some of us have got to work for a living, therefore we, we, I can't just pray all day, I got to work. But how many of you know every time you have a break you can talk, and stop and talk to God about what's going on in your life? See, one of the things I've learned about the Lord's Prayer, if you break it in pieces, there's some days, some of it go real fast, and there's some days I get to one part of it and it goes real slow. Some days I pray that prayer all day long, that one part of the prayer because of what I'm dealing with at the moment. We need to have hearts that are always open to God speaking to us. If we'll take time and say, God, if there's anything going on today, I'm not seeing. God, I just take a moment and ask you to show me. If we'll just get still and worship God for a moment, God will show us things we need to know. Pray without ceasing. Live a lifestyle of prayer. Continue steadfastly in prayer is what Romans 12 12 says. Colossians 4.2 says to continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Pray to God and be aware of what's going on around you. And in closing, most of us look at prayer as discipline. Something you got to do. I think we need to discipline ourselves to have time with God. Are you listening? Discipline yourself to have time with God. If you'll do that, that discipline becomes delightful. Discipline becomes a delight when God begins to show up and get involved in our lives. I want to do something this morning. I want to pray. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for just a moment. Heavenly Father, we come to you today, and we just worship your name. We thank you for who you are and for what you are. i'm so thankful today that the great god of this universe wants to be involved in my life and you've made me your son you've made me your child father i come to you today and and i just lay my life at your feet god i worship you you're so amazing thank you for all that you are all that you do day by day i don't ever want to take any of your blessings for granted because you're a good god and you're a faithful god god i trust you and i trust your word today and i want to walk with you and i want your presence in my life So I pray, Father, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done in me. God, I lay down all my selfishness. I lay down even my good plans that are are off base, the things that might not line up with you. God, I lay it down at your feet, and I ask you to show me today, Father, your will for my life. Kingdom of God, come. Provision of God, come. Will of God be done in me. God, show me your will so I can walk in it today. God, if there's anything I'm missing in my plans, make it clear. I stop and I listen to you today. Father, I pray today that you would give us this day our daily bread. Father, you know the things that I have need of. God, I ask for those things today. God, I just lay those things at your feet one by one, and I ask you to meet these needs. God, I need wisdom with these things. God, I need wisdom and direction for this over here. Show me what to do with this. God, in my planning, looking to the future, God, I have to have your input, Father, so I open my heart. Speak to me today. Show me where to go and who to look to for help here. God, I pray for your provision that meets every one of my needs. Give us this day our daily bread. What what you have for me today, God, I ask you to bring it into my life. You said that you'd supply all of my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I ask you for those things today. Father, I examine my heart today. God, if there's any sin in my life anywhere, 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 God, please forgive me. Show me. If there's something that I need to reconcile and make right, show me today, Father. God, I forgive those who've wronged me, those who owe me, those who deserve something from me. God, I forgive even as you forgive me. If there's anybody in my heart today that's, that's, that I've got a wrong attitude towards, God, touch my heart. Show me how to address this, how to approach it. God, help me to forgive. Father, I ask today that you would not lead me into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. God, I pray that any snare that might be out there, help me see it coming. Don't let me fall into a trap. Don't let me walk along blindly. Let your Holy Spirit lead my footsteps, guide my footsteps, direct me. Show me where to go. Warn me where not to go today. Help me avoid the traps and snares of the evil one. Father, I just give you praise that my life is yours. You're my God, I'm your child, and I'm going to walk in your favor today. And I'm not doing life alone, but I'm walking with you. Thank you, Father, for your involvement. In Jesus' name, amen. We can learn to take that simple prayer, break it in pieces, and slow down and just pray it. Some parts will go fast, but some will go slowly. Make it personal. God will answer those prayers. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you've never committed your life to the Lord, but you realize as you sit here man, this thing is real. It is about relationship with God. Maybe you'd like to get God involved in your life, maybe you want to commit your life to Him today. Maybe right now you, fin- you just sense that God's knocking on the door of your heart and you realize this is real. You've never opened that door. Or maybe you've been on the run from God and you, you've just closed him out. But now you're realizing you need to open your heart to God. You can do that right now. We do that with conversation, with prayer. God, I need you. I want to ask everybody here, bow your heads one more time, pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I need you. I open my heart to you. Please come into my life. Be my God. I need you. I believe Jesus is the Son of God who died for my sins and was raised from the dead. And I trust Jesus to be my Savior and to become the Lord of my life. So I give my life to you today. Teach me your ways, and I will follow you this moment forward you are my father and i am your child because of jesus amen amen let me tell you this morning if you prayed that prayer for the first time or you recommitted your life to the lord we want to help you start this relationship with god and we're going to be finished in just a few minutes well, we got a little tool we want to give you called The Next Seven Days. It's just simple reading for the next week to help you start building that relationship with God. I guarantee you this will help you. When service is over, there'll be prayer teams here at the front of the building. Just walk up to one of the teams and say, can I get the booklet? They'll give it to you right there, no strings attached. If you want prayer for something else, they're here for you. If you've got questions, they'll answer those questions. But above all else, we want to give this to you today, get you started walking with God. If you're in a big rush, you can go to the Connection Center out in the lobby. They'll give you the very same tool right there. It's our pleasure. We believe that God wants us to give this to you today. So let us do that. No strings attached. Hey, greatest decision you can ever make in life is receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Can we just welcome new people into God's family today? God bless you.